0: Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome to another edition. We're glad to have you with us today. We go back into the archives every week at the Christ Life Fellowship to get these great messages from Warren Litzman. Let's get right into today's message. Here's Warren.
1: Greetings, dear friends. I'm Warren Litzman in Dallas, Texas, ready to talk to you about Jesus Christ. Somebody's always saying to me something about those words I often make about Jesus Christ. I don't really want to talk about Jesus Christ. I'd like to talk about Christ our life. That's not about Him. It's Him in us. You understand the difference there? You can talk about something and never know it. Never know it fully. Never know it positively. But you can't do Jesus that way. And most people. Christians do that. They just talk about Jesus. I try to stay away from that, even though I may use the word at the time. But I try to stay away from that because my mission is not to talk about Jesus, but to talk to you about Christ your life. Christ your life. Somebody came to me the other day and said, well, are you still in that cult? organization where you're just always talking about jesus i said oh yes oh yes that's not an organization that's just me in christ and i'm talking about that christ but i said what else could i talk about that would be important could i talk about something that would make you a better person that's no count to you could i talk to you about being a more wealthy person that doesn't count anything for you or maybe i could talk to you about being a good church member and that doesn't count either. What really counts if you're born again is that Christ lives in you. He's the one you need to know. He's the one that's going to come out of you or not come out of you. If he comes out of you as you, which is what God wants, if he comes out of you, his purpose will be to win others to Christ, to win others to the Father. and to get people ready to live in the Father's house. If he doesn't come out of you, then you're a great loser. Every believer that's been born again has Christ in them, but they're not taught that. They, they think that's some kind of a cult to talk about Christ living in you. And every once in a while somebody writes me or gets in contact somehow and says, well, I see you're still in the cult. I say, yes, sir, I am, because I preach nothing but the scriptures. I preach nothing but the Apostle Paul. Paul got his information from God the Father who gave it to the Son after Jesus was crucified. Gave it to the Son. And the Son, Jesus, gave it to the Apostle Paul. He didn't give it to anybody else. He didn't have anybody else on his roll that he had to call to give information to. Can you understand that? He raised up one man. God raised up one man to carry out the gospel of grace. He raised up one man. He took him out of his sinful way of destroying Christians. He sent him to a rigid training period. He finally got into the desert where God was able to reveal his son in him, which was the ultimate. That's what God wanted in the first place with everyone who had trusted Christ for their salvation. What God had wanted as the ultimate thing for human beings was for Christ to live in them. I was talking to a young preacher here the other day and he said, well, I've had a hard time because he said a lot of workers I've had want to do nothing but preach law. They've got to preach law and said it's kind of hard on them because I'd rather preach grace. Well, I told him, I said, this will cost you your life. You'll have to give your life to God if you're going to preach grace because the moment you start preaching grace, you're going to utilize the Christ that is in you that came by your salvation. And when that Christ begins to work up and out of you, It'll not be you anymore, it'll be Christ as you. Well, I don't know what he understood of that, but I'm telling you that there are many, many people that are in the Christian cult of Christ living in them because that's what the Scriptures say. I'm not interested in the Old Testament to find my salvation. I'm interested in the Old Testament because it's God's Word, and there are many good things I take out of the Old Testament From God's dealing with human beings there. But I don't find salvation there. Salvation isn't there. There's no new life there. Takes the cross before you have the new life. And the cross is never aimed at or directed toward the Old Testament. The cross establishes its own walk in grace. The cross establishes God's ultimate plan. The cross creates the final gospel given to us in the word of God. And unless you're interested in these things and open to them, you'll never know what God's doing. Think of the multitudes of people who are saved. sitting in some fine church and they're singing songs about salvation. Some of them even jump up and down hollering, have a good time. They're saved. They're saved people. But they don't know Christ lives in them. And would you believe this? The greatest theme in the whole of the Bible is in the little words, in Christ. The most often written theme in the Bible is in the little words, in Christ. Paul uses a theme over 146 times. And there are others that use it in the New Testament. Why? Because Jesus path the way that human beings within themselves could not please God. But God had a plan, and the plan was that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've entered in not to a cult. They call it a cult because the rest of the church don't read the Bible. The rest of the believers don't understand the scriptures they do read. And so if we stick with the Apostle Paul, we're going to find out that we have entered into a new relationship with God. It is Christ in me that's my hope of glory. It is Christ's life whom I now live. These are plain words in the New Testament, especially in Paul's writings. And so I have a little bit of fun when somebody says to me, well, that's a cult. I just don't believe that. They don't believe the Bible. They don't read the Bible. I don't think most Christians really know much about the Bible. But I'm telling you, this is a new day. This is a day that God is moving by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gathering up great numbers of these people who have Christ living in Him and have never recognized Him. The Holy Spirit is bringing them to the place that God intended. The only thing that's wrong with people who have Christ in Him, in them and don't know anything about it is that they got an old mind. They got saved and they kept their sinful mind. They kept their ungodly mind. They kept the mind of education which uh, was a worldly thing. They kept their ideas about the old church. They kept their mind for whatever religion they were in. You understand me? I make the point of that because most people when they get saved keep their same mind and you can't do that and be a true Christian. You can't do that and be a Christian at all because the church was Christian that the Apostle Paul established. And in that Christian church, he let it be known that Christ is your life. Christ lives in you. Well, that's not a cult. But people can call it whatever they want to because the world is famishing, dying, going to hell. And Christian people are sitting on church benches depending their old gospel, which is partly Old Testament, partly Jesus of Nazareth, and partly a little bit of of grace, and always bragging about their doctrine. Listen, dear friends, you don't have to brag about your doctrine if you follow the teachings of the Apostle Paul, because the Apostle Paul was raised up by God For the sheer purpose of guiding and leading people into the fullness of Christ. Well, I want you to get to the Word with me here. And we're going to settle in the uh, 1 Corinthians again. And I'm still in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. I've been there for months, one way or another. But some days, like I started this day, I get off on another subject. And I just want to tell everybody... That if you're called a cult where you are, say praise God. That's what Paul was. That's what Jesus instituted. He didn't institute the Baptist church. He didn't institute the Methodist church. He didn't institute Catholicism. Jesus Christ came and he instituted his own church called Christian Church. Had his name attached to it. Christianity was his theme. And so that's the gospel I preach and teach. And if people want it, they can have it. If they don't want it, that's their problem. But God told me when I got on this broadcast I'm on right now, He, he told me by His Spirit that the problem in the world is not just that they're unsaved and going to hell. The problem is they do not know my word. My word. Well, I'm trying to get that across to people, and in doing so, I'm finding a lot of wonderful people. I'm finding people that are hungry for God. I'm finding many people who were shown these things many years ago, but somebody so low-rated them and criticized them, they never said anything about it. But the day is open now that you can talk about Christ, my life. You can talk about Christ living in me. You can talk about it anywhere you want to. Because the people who do not talk about Christ living in them do not have the real gospel. Get that in your mind. The real gospel comes from Peter. It is a new gospel. It is the gospel of grace. It is the final gospel.
0: We'll be back to Warren in today's message in just a moment. First, let me remind you to visit our website, Christ-Life.org. That's the website to the Christ Life Fellowship where you can find these messages and more in our bookstore, either audio or video or books that Warren has written. Please visit Christ-Life.org. Now, back to Warren.
1: Well, I'm going to get to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 right now, and I want to talk to you about some things. First, we're going to start right at the fourteenth verse of the second chapter of First Corinthians. The verse starts off like this, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. This is what I've been talking about. I haven't been out of line coming on the broadcast today. I haven't been out of line with the scriptures. This scripture, which is where we are in our study on this broadcast, it's very plain. The natural man does not receive. He doesn't understand the things that be of God. I come along telling people that Peter had a uh, Paul had a revelation of Christ living in him. I searched for many years for how I could preach this gospel. One day God gave me a revelation, and I brought it to thousands of people that the revelation of Jesus Christ as the life of the believer is necessary because every believer has Christ in them when they're born again. But every believer that's born again and doesn't know that needs to give their mind to Christ. Well, Paul says it very plainly here. He says, the natural man receiveth not the things of God. Now what we have in our world today are multitudes of natural Christians. They are natural. they come into a Christian church or a Christian gospel, and they've accepted Christ as their Savior, and they stayed in that place. They haven't grown because the preachers haven't grown, They stay in that place and never come to the knowledge that that's the same old natural mind they had when they were in the world. And so they're fighting the battle daily now between their worldly mind and their spiritual mind. You don't have to do that. What you have to do is give a mind to the Christ that lives in you. I wouldn't say that if Paul hadn't made it clear. He said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. you get that? The line here in the scripture says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Well, the natural man can be born again in his estimation, in his doctrine, in his church. They can say, we're all born again but they will still be natural men, if what? If the Spirit of God has not revealed to them that when they were saved God placed His Son in them. Does that seem foolish to you? Why did God do that? Why did God take natural men into the depth of understanding, spiritual understanding. Why did he do that? Because the natural man, like everybody, almost everybody that lived in the Old Testament and wrote in the Old Testament, never came to a spiritual understanding of the things of God. They had no Christ in them. Christ was not given to them. But they had God's Word. For God spoke to them and said, I don't want you to do this, I don't want you to do that. We've got multitudes of people today that are still preaching a gospel like that. You better do what God said to do. No, you better find out who you are in Christ. You better get identified to who you are. If you're not identified to who you are, then your mind is being wasted. It's being wasted. You can waste your mind on religion. You can waste your mind on the things of the devil. You can waste your mind on worldly things. Lots of people waste their mind day after day. Multitudes of people are going to colleges and universities and they think they're restoring to their mind information they need when actually they're wasting their mind. If it isn't Christ in the believer, if it isn't Christ Who has the mind? It really doesn't matter what the person does. It was God's intention, his whole intention, because of Christ's marvelous work on the cross. Again, I say it was his intention that every human being have Christ in them. That's one of the poles that uphold the Christian message. It is said before the world was created. Before the world was created. Ephesians 1 and 4. That Christ in us was God's intention. Christ in us is God's intention. He intended before he ever created this world. That Christ would be the life of the believer. Not just the doctrine. Not just the hope. But Christ would be the life of the believer. Think about that for a few moments. How very, very important that is to our understanding. God went through 4,000 years with a group of people in the Old Testament who had a hard time ever understanding Him. He had to destroy some of them because they were in the way of what He wanted. But he gave every one of them the opportunity that if you believe me, you'll come into what it is I'm doing. Very few of them did that. And of course, they couldn't have that in its perfect stage because Christ hadn't died on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, the whole thing changed. Now, God's intention would be... I'll put Christ in them, and if they study and learn and know that Christ in them, they will be pleasing to me in all that they do. That's what God wanted. That's what His intention was. And that's why I preach this message. I preach many kinds of gospel. Somebody says, well, there's only one you've always been out of line in. You couldn't be more mistaken. There's a different gospel for every dispensation and probably more than one gospel in a dispensation. It's all a matter of what you see in the Word of God. What I see in the Word of God now comes through the eyes of Jesus. I've given him my eyes. I've given him my life. I've given him my mouth to speak. I've given him my hands and my feet. There he is. I try not to do anything but serve him. Because I know that the Christ in me does nothing but please the heavenly Father. So it's up to me. It's up to me whether I be godly or not. It's up to me whether I be a true Christian. For it was Christians who first knew Christ in this vein in the scriptures. They knew Christ as their life. They knew Christ as their all and all. This is what I'm preaching. I'm not trying to just rattle my mouth. I'm telling you something that is very important. I'm telling you that if we don't come to this as a Christian church we will have failed God. I'm having a hard time figuring how all of the people who call themselves Christians and don't know Christ lives in them They're going to have a hard time. When hard times come, they're going to have a hard time because they'll be like the same old Christians. Got to get a hold of God. Got to have a prayer meeting. Got to do this. And I believe strongly in prayer. I believe in praying without ceasing. I'll explain that to you some other time. But I believe that I'm never without talk with my Heavenly Father. I try not to do anything that it is not Christ as me talking to the Heavenly Father. About what I do, about what I see, about what I go to, and so forth. It's Christ. It's just Christ. It's Christ in me. He's going to come out of me like I am. He's not going to come out of my natural man. Our text says, But the natural man receiveth not the things that be of the Spirit of God. He's not going to come out of me by what I was created for in the natural. He's going to come out of me what I was rebirthed for. Rebirthed. Born again. That's the way he wants to come out of me. And that's the way he wants to come out of every human. i got to say it again. Jesus Christ, in his whole intention of the creation of this world, created it because he wanted every human being to have The new life of Jesus Christ. To be a Christian. That's why we have such a beautiful picture and plan of God in Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because that's when the baby came. That's Jesus Christ. We celebrate Easter. Because of all religious leaders. The only one that ever died and came back to life was Jesus Christ and then that Christ was taken to heaven and turned his mission over to born again Christians who were birthed by the Father's seed the son in them and made it possible that we all would not stand on our own merit would not have to stand on our own works but could depend on the Christ who lived in us. Is that a new gospel to you? Does that sound kind of strange to you? It depends on whether or not your preacher could read or not. It depends on whether or not you could read yourself because most people come to the fullness of Christ searching the scriptures themselves. If you stay with Paul's epistles, you're going to get the understanding of who and what we are in this, the closing days of time. And that I do believe. He's coming soon. The whole thing's going to be over, it's going to turn into something else, aside from what God's original plan was. He's going to take all these that have the God seed in them, and He's going to bring them up to His house. We're going to get there miraculously, caught up with Christ. We're going to be carried into the Father's house. That's the gospel I preach. That's the gospel I believe is in the scripture. And if you see anything differently in Paul's message, and I say Paul only because he's the only one that Jesus ever gave the right to to create the final gospel. Well, I can go on here and I'll try to get back on this in the next session. But that's it for now. God love you.
0: Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's message from Warren Litzman of the In Christ Message brought to you by the Christ Life Fellowship. The website, christ-life.org. Our thanks to Robbie Litzman for allowing us to go into those archives each week. Valerie Hill does our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock does our program notes each week. And Teresa Ferraro is our great producer for the Christ Life Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, Loving the Christ Life.